Hi, and welcome to the Sunday Lunch Project Manager podcast for Sunday, the 12th of June, 2022. And this week, I've got Dr. Penny Pullen on the show, the virtual leadership PM. Speak to you soon. So this week, we are again uh, supported by Tamplo. Um, Tamplo is a uh, online tool that uh, turns meetings into actions uh, and uh, has a number of different features. Uh, the bit I'm going to talk about today is around the project and task management and the follow-up. Uh, essentially, you have uh, a clear dashboard that shows you an overview of scheduled tasks, alert ta- for late tasks, an overview of team's progress. It saves you jumping into your Outlook and being di- diverted by that mor- morass of email that we get. Um, you can create your own daily plan in there, or you can, as a project manager, you may be assigning tasks to people. And those people can look at those, uh, have their own daily plans, adding in their own specific items they've got to do, as well as the things allocated to them. Uh, the, for the project management point of view, you get a dedicated dashboard with a list of tasks, knowing what people are working on on each project. And there's a load of collaboration capability in there. With the goal of getting no task left undone, uh, more, efficient and mo- uh, more efficiency and motivation, and clear action plans. So if you want to see what this is all about, jump along to tinyurl.com com slash Nigel Creaser Templo. That's all one word, Nigel Creaser Templo. Have fun. So what's been going on? Um, since last episode, I um, have been on holiday. So I've had a good week off over here in the UK and I have to have some friends and uh, ate a lot, drank a lot, did a lot of messing about on the beach, played games. Um, my creative juices were running and we were creating silly branding using Canva, which I find quite um, relaxing. Uh, some others laughed at me at what I was doing, but yeah, it was good fun actually, really, really chilled out. Children had a great time, family had a great time. We celebrated the Queen's Jubilee with all our friends. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a brilliant time. Um, gave me a lot of time to uh, look back over things as well and I managed to stay away from um, from worky type things as a priority so it was good really really good um, so back at it this week busy week this last week usual sort of thing to uh, wind yourself back into the week but what I had done I'd also signed up to the PMI virtual global conference i'm not sure i've got the name of it right there um try and pick up some learning uh which uh, i've watched a couple of uh, shows so far i'm looking at kind of going through shows over they are streams but presentations i'm gonna try and get through a bunch of those because it looks like some really interesting stuff on there and um it with followed up with the training that i went through with um uh the Greek conference, which I had access to as a presenter. There's some fantastic stuff in there that I have still stuck on my wall. Um, I think I mentioned it last time around. Um, Some presentation stuff, some incredible stuff there, and and just the presenters were doing some really good jobs, some of which I have got lined up um, to come on potentially on the show. Um, 
I've spoken to them briefly and they've gone, yeah, that sounds good. So um, be able to share some of the great tips that they had to a wider audience and you guys. But the thing that no, I, I thought about it is that obviously part of doing this continuing education is, is um, uh, grabbing PDUs for my PMP. I never thought about it before about this um, um, chasing it so much because uh, uh, my work tends to be refresher training it's really good but I imagine people out there who haven't got uh, maybe their independence or, or not as supportive an organization as I work for may struggle to get their PDUs and uh, it's just a, a reminder really is that by listening to the show you can earn PDUs the, the contents in these shows the advice and guidance from the, the people on this um, will give you uh, PDUs or any other uh, I would imagine in project management type qualifications where you need to continue that continuation um, that this would qualify as well so don't forget to do that I've changed a little stamp of remember to claim your PDUs on the little logos that I put up so hopefully um, you'll all remember that and so just a reminder there to help um, and a thing that clicked in last year when I was not very well um, one of the considerations I had was about honing down the things that I do and making sure I get myself to um, focus on things that are right. And I did consider um, stopping the podcast. It, for regular listeners, you may realize that I had a, a break in the middle of the summer, didn't have any there, and I, the number of interviews I had had, had tailed off. Um, and it was getting um, quite hard work to actually get people on the show, and there's a lot of effort and, and, and quite a bit of stress, I suppose, in making sure that I was able to put the show out, even though I was only doing it a couple of times really only one episode a month um, uh, crossed over two it's still quite difficult to get that one interview and after I th- kind of thought no well I, I kind of enjoy it I'll do it till the end of next end of the year as in last year and see how it went and I'm really glad it did because it's it's increased uh, momentum um, as I've said before I've got it's into next year now um, that I've got scheduled interviews with people um, so I'm not worrying about getting people in. I'm not uh, concerned about getting it. Now it's more of a how do I schedule everyone to interview and make sure that it's usable for the people because otherwise it goes a long way out. Um, so that's really good. But the, th- the thing I thought about this week, um, I can't remember what I was doing, I don't know why it, it popped into my head, was that I'm finding that, and I think it was around the talking at PDUs and looking at these conferences, is that I really 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 lucky to sit and chat for an hour or so with an expert in their field to find out how they got there and what what they, their background was hints and tips around um, their project management journey or their specialist subject like today's penny pullins around the, the leadership uh, the virtual leadership uh, side of it and I realized that I'm for me, I'm getting an hour's worth of free training by talking to someone. And you guys are getting that training as well. But just being selfish. And I realise how much value I'm taking from those and how much knowledge I'm getting. And realise actually it, the reason I carried it on was probably subconsciously that that's what I was getting out of it. And I realise that it's, it's not about the... 
I was concerned that I was doing it and not getting anything from it. I have a bit of a mercenary mind sometimes and think, well, can I monetize this thing? Can I get it to grow? How is it going to help me? And, and I'm sure that by having the podcast, that's um, going to help me with my um, position in, in, in the future. But actually, the, the innate value of the podcast to me is the learning that I'm getting to be better at what I'm doing. And uh, so it was quite an eye-opener. It's something that just popped up in my head. Um, and uh, yeah, I thought I'd share that with you guys. Um, so, there. so so talking about who I've got uh, on the show, uh, the last uh, couple of days, I've um, uh, interviewed uh, a gentleman called Matt Schlegel. Uh, I've interviewed a gentleman called Dr. Troy Hall. So those guys are in the hopper all ready to go. I've interviewed Tammy Watchhorn, who again, um, she's got a great book coming out um, uh, towards the, um, oh, my brain's on PM Ninjas, I think it's called. And uh, it, they've all got a different angle on what's coming through. And Dr. Troy is talking about um, uh, the, um, brain is mixing up to this morning which is quite crazy about the cohesion within businesses about how your um your workplace uh how to get cohesion within a business and he works with large organizations on that and match legal is um talking about anagrams which are a way of um uh, assessing uh, our innate uh, behavioral uh, uh techniques and tools so a bit like your belbin and your disc a bit slightly different it's one i've never heard of before and would never have heard of i don't think if i'd uh, not been doing this podcast and uh, uh, matt hadn't talked to me and um he talks about problem solving and using these tools and techniques and people who are there um and and that those are just like three that i've got interviewed that are on their way um and then i've got um Andrew Bolu I spoke to yesterday and he's got a book called um, Monsters of Teamwork and again it's a different take on some of the topics and how to identify and build your team's capability and improve it and see where your team problems are which you don't always spot um, and coming up I, so I, I just the, the roster of people I've got coming up and I've got interviews um, coming up over the next uh, couple of weeks um, that again are going to be, uh, yeah, in, in incredibly good. I've got uh, two interviews in a fortnight, another one after that, and then I've got one, two, three, four, five, six others leading up until early July. I'm taking a break in August on the interview, so the content is coming uh, for you guys there and for me. For me for my training i've got that number of training sessions that i can go through which is fantastic um and fantastic fun so uh i just thought i'd mention that and uh they, we've got a nice healthy uh, back catalogue uh, not back catalogue forward view uh, actually talking about the back catalogue if you're new to listening um have a jump back look at the back catalogue we've got three years worth of um shows on there uh three and a half years now with it being june i believe that we've been interviewing for nearly for three and a half years this is the fourth year um still going so um 
I'm going to shut up now and let you get on and uh, have a listen to the interview with Penny and virtual working and hopefully you will uh, virtual leadership should I say hopefully you'll pick some tips out of this um, and uh, enjoy Today, I've got Dr. Penny Pullen on the show. Uh, Penny is a renowned expert in virtual and hybrid leadership, which we're all getting used to now. She's the author of the bestseller and CEO top five book for lockdown, Virtual Leadership, Practical Guides for Getting the Best Out of Virtual Work and Virtual Teams. Just one thing I need to update that because it's updated for the second edition. It's now Practical ah. Strategies for Success with Remote or Hybrid Work and Teams. There we go. <laughs> yeah, things get updated very quickly. <laughs> Sometimes we, we version twos are always great. So Penny works with leaders and teams who are grappling with the challenges of our virtual and hybrid word world to enhance collaboration and effectiveness across dispersed and often newly formed teams. And I get that feeling. I imagine lots of people have uh, got that at the moment. Uh, over the last uh, 19 years, probably a bit longer, maybe, I don't know, maybe this, if you're saying it needs an update, Penny has built and rolled out virtu her virtual leadership model, facilitation tools and techniques, achieving stunning results, working with organizations such as Robert Half, AstraZeneca and the UK government. And people say about her, Benny, Penny's virtual leadership ideas are easy to implement and have transformed my effectiveness and that of my team. So uh, welcome to the show, Penny. I'm sure that uh, anyone listening to this is going to go, give me some of that. And actually, I could have done some with that over the last two years. So welcome to the show. Lovely to be on your show. Um, you may find that lots of people who are interested in projects and programs will have seen, I, I just went nuts at the beginning of um, lockdowns doing webinars and, and sessions left, right and centre. So they may have come across some of this. So I hope I hope I've made a difference to lots of project and program managers. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you have. And I think it's uh, it's interesting with the timing of this and the fact that we had that um, and we'll probably get into this that two years ago, almost to the day for, for me, certainly. Mm. Um, although I'd, I've had situations where I've had virtual teams um, over the years at different different mm. scales, different times. But I think mm. the fact that the whole world was a virtual team and and um, some of the challenges and battles of virtual teams is we've encountered well, what took us 15 minutes to get 20 minutes to get this uh, call on the show with my IT not working properly. Um, mm. Headphones that work normally stop working, computers that just want to freeze and things like that. So it, it's not purely about the people stuff as well. It's the technology and all that sort of stuff that kind of mm. things that we maybe not think about. But obviously with you thinking about this for many years as a concept. Mm but it wasn't the norm it was the kind of no. uh, unusual teams that have to do that and maybe in 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 the from my point of view in the it industry probably a bit more mm. common than some other industries but what yeah what? yeah i think lots of lots of people anyone doing international projects or programs probably had you know if you had a team in the us and you had a team yeah. in france yeah. a team in india and so on then you are already getting used to hybrid teams but in a very different way they'd all be in the room together but in lots yeah. of different places at once whereas um now we've got it a bit different with people coming in and out sometimes in sometimes not yeah yeah and i think that that because i my first 
when I think back to my first sort of um, virtual team experiences, mm -hmm. it, was a, it was when I was, um, yeah, working over in, a little bit in when I worked at Barclays a little bit, but before that, when I was working with Oracle in consulting around there, mm -hmm. where we had, I had one guy who was, he was the only member on my team. Uh, I was in the UK and he was in Malaysia. Um, he was, he was a, a, an expat who'd gone over to Malaysia. So that was my first sort of dealing with time zones and things like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, which kind of made me, uh, and, and email was kind of the only tool then. We didn't have video, we didn't have and building relationships mm -hmm. uh, uh, in, the, in the org I was in. And then, then mm -hmm. we were starting looking at things which were, um, uh, we, were, we were starting to use uh, development teams in India. So we'd have development teams over there, a bit like you said, where you've got them in the room and a couple of people there. And that brought different challenges, not just time zones, but yeah. communication and things like that. So language and culture and face saving is a big deal, often working yeah. with teams in India and China yeah. um, and knowing how to ask the right questions to find out what you need. And we need to adapt. We can't just expect everybody in our teams to adapt. Yeah, I started off doing um, virtual completely unexpectedly. It was um, 2001 mm -hmm. and I'd just been given my first ever program, which is very, very exciting. Yeah. And yeah. the program was involved projects that were going to be running concurrently all over the world. And everybody who were all the different project managers and key people on the program were going to travel to New York to spend two weeks together doing a proper kickoff like we used to, yeah. you know, um, getting it all day. sorted. And then everyone would go back to their countries and then run the projects and I would be coordinating it from the from the UK. So the trouble is that the date on my ticket was the 13th of September 2001. Mm. Yes, you remember, Nigel, 9-11. We were grounded. We, we couldn't fly yeah. for three months. So, um, yeah, all of a sudden, no kickoff meeting, but yeah, we still had yeah. to get the projects done. So what we did instead, we used 2001 technology and I was working for Mars Incorporated at the time and we actually managed it. But we didn't spend all the time on meeting video meetings um, because this video on desktop didn't didn't exist. No. So we did we did it all by conference calls and lots of short slots spread out over a long period of time. But also we could book the video suite. Do you remember those in the big corner of the offices and this yeah, yeah, yeah. incredibly expensive kit? Um, With a that strange, really hard to book. That, that looked, did that and moved around and looked at you the more advanced ones, didn't they? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So and and then chat and and um, we did an awful lot of conference calls. In fact, had I written the book five years earlier, this the virtual leadership book, it would have been called Conference Calls Made Easy. And it wouldn't have really helped at all in the pandemic, would it? Yeah. whereas it went a bit nuts. Um, where, so it used to be that I worked a lot with people who were doing um, international projects um often in big um it companies or pharma companies financial services companies where they had people scattered around the world just like you described yeah. um and then when the pandemic hit all of a sudden i had teachers people from universities i had doctors local government clerks um all sorts of people were picking up my book that i'd written essentially for international project managers in 2015 
and finding it really helpful. And I was thinking, hang on, I've I spent lots of time thinking through, and if I've got this to the right level, it should work really well in this pandemic. And it did, which is really, really good. But yeah, it was so nice to be able to think actually something I've done um, from this disaster of 9-11 that threw everything off awry and was a real struggle at the time to cope with. Yeah actually helped loads and loads of people and i'm really pleased that that was possible yeah well that's it that's that's the reason for creating these books it's like there's two reasons isn't there uh you're either looking to entertain or <laughs> to make lives people's lives easier i think that's the thing isn't it it's it's, it's inform <laughs> entertain or, or or make people's yeah. lives easier and but I it's for me i don't know if this if it's so for you as well nigel but when i write things for a book i have to really think it through and get it structured and the quality of the thinking things like refining models and getting examples and putting things down in writing in a structured form really helps your thinking i think so what comes out at the end of writing a book is much clearer yeah. much better especially when you have beta readers to help which i always have people who will read through and help me yeah which is yeah i think it is, it is that that um when you, it's the same with any kind of communication really so even even when you're doing a presentation as long as you're not cut and pasting mm -hmm. everything that you've got on the data as long as you're trying to focus on that message and you start putting yourself a little bit in the other person's um place and and if you do that you start to write what you've written and you go well if i'm in their shoes they ain't gonna understand what i mean because i haven't told them about this this and this and mm -hmm. then you've got to balance that between telling them everything and all of the things you're thinking about and i think it's the um the the examples the stories um that and I do believe that a lot of time with the best way, and I think we do it anyway, the communication of us as project managers is about storytelling. Yeah, If you're pitching to your stakeholders, if you're trying to convince your team, if you're, it, it's about the story that's always in there. And whatever that story is, it will be a different story. Mm -hmm. But it has to be relatable. And that's where lots of analogies are used a lot of the time. And But actually stories of experience and, and these sort of things. And I, mm -hmm. I, I think it's, I think everyone now, if you turned around to them, who's sort of in an information role, um, you say to them, right, give me an example of where working with someone virtually has worked really well and where it has worked really badly. Mm. Everyone's got a story now, haven't they? Whereas three years ago, what, 10% of the room maybe, potentially? Yeah. And yeah. The others are well. I just walk to the desk and grab them and get them in a yeah. room by the coffee shop. That's how I solve that problem. Where people like, use, what? yeah. People used to say to me, Penny, what do you mean virtual leadership? And in fact, my dad, who I dedicated the book to, um, said to me, virtual doesn't that mean it's not really real? Ha 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 ha. Virtual leadership, not proper leadership. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's, now it's, everyone knows. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Leadership in virtual. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting thing, isn't it? It's because I've had teams, and I, again, teams where UK based, where I was traveling around the country a lot, mm. um, where I was going to visit them every week. So I would be going around. I had at the time um, with your virtual leadership book. Mm. Um, what would 
you want to talk about the Keith sort of, what's the message as Keith Lemon would say on ITV's <laughs> TV thing? What is, what is the, the main driver behind that? What is the, the key bits that you takeaways that people would get if they got, grabbed the book? So there's one, which is that I think people get fixated by technology. Mm -hmm. And for me, technology is merely what you need. It's the foundation. Obviously, mm -hmm. you can't do this without technology. Yeah. That's phone or video or whatever, but ways to connect and collaborate. Um, but people get fixated on it. And actually, what really makes a difference is not the technology but the virtual leadership. Um, it's a little bit like if you were living in a house, I'm based in England, I think you are as well, mm -hmm. Nigel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, electricity is necessary to live in the 21st century in England. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, but we don't spend our whole time focused on the electricity. Yeah. We make sure it's working and that it's safe. And then we focus on everything else to make a house a home. And I think the virtual technology is like that. Yes, we need, it needs to be functioning. We need to know how to use it. But to really make a, a hybrid or fully remote um, project or work or team go really well, what matters is the virtual leadership. How's that for starters? Yeah, I get, I get that. It's, it's, it's what you do with the tool, isn't it? it's not not the the tool in itself and and it's that i say the electricity every so often you get wobbles with electricity and you grab some candles out the drawer you keep some candles every so often you'll get a problem with the internet you get a problem with that so you 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 need to have different tools that you can pick up and rely on maybe not going down to carrier pigeons but you know i mean in <laughs> communication you, there are yeah. that heaven forbid picking up the phone and ringing someone rather than using a video call is something that Me is amazing yeah. my phone rang don't the other day heaven. and i was shocked <laughs> don't say heaven forbid because actually you may find that um if people have been on video calls and long video meetings being able to have a phone conversation you know maybe you could go for a walk during the phone oh, conversation well-being is something yeah. well-being something that's really been focused on a lot um i mean with a background of a global pandemic of course it has had to be but you know you don't have to sit in front of a screen all day, every day, if you're doing virtual. You really don't. No, no, it's I not think, a good idea. I think it, I, I absolutely agree. And I found that one of the things that um, that I, I scribbled about in, in my little book about getting a bit better productivity, I couldn't talk mm. about, not talk about what my, my more about my experiences with remote working and mm -hmm. the things that I've got. Mm -hmm. I'm sat in an office. It may not look like it in behind me, but I'm sat in, a, <laughs> in my little office here. And... Mm. Um, I had my desk facing the wall and mm -hmm. I spent however many months the wrong way around, <laughs> didn't see any daylight. I would be having long, long days and I was getting pains and everything. And, and the thing that I found, found the, recently I've been getting much better at it. And the thing I said is walking meetings are so useful, especially if you mm. no presentations and if you are more consuming than contributing because of if it's mm. sensitivities or, or confidentiality issues mm. but it, and you have to balance those but the other week we had a, a a meeting where i thought oh oh i've just done the school run so i've done that i'd gone on one mm. meeting where i'd just given a quick update 15 minutes and then there was another hour meeting so mm. i stayed on that I, I was actually using microsoft teams at the time but, mm. but i'd got it 
on the phone and Bluetooth to me. Here. And yeah, yeah. I had an hour's walk mm. while contributing and consuming information, which, it, it, but you need to make your, your brain needs to think, how do I, Absolutely. how do I do it? And, and actually I find that, I, I don't know about you, but I find if I'm walking and talking to someone, quite often I'm thinking differently or, yeah. or even simply just sitting out in my garden mm. and talking to them rather than sitting in the office. Mm. Um, like when we had some recent spell of nice warm weather, I was sitting in, in, the, in, the, in the garden yeah, chatting yeah. to people about stuff and mm. it massive different to your energy levels and how you feel and therefore how you deal with the people you're working with. Absolutely. Um, what I could do for those who are watching on video, I could share um, the model that I that I use to describe yeah, that'd what be brilliant. YouTube is. Would that be good? Yeah. And then um, I can also talk it through so anyone listening on audio can, yeah, can, fantastic. can get that as well. Um, so here we are, if we start in the very, in the beginning of the center of the model, um, what we've got here is lots of concentric circles and right in the middle, there is, uh, the cent central circle says self. And I think that's where you start if mm -hmm. you want to be a better leader, a virtual leader is to decide to step up yourself, to know your, what is your mindset around leadership? Because if it's, if it's anything like command and control, if it's traditional leadership, I think everybody now knows you need to shift from that because yeah. command and control does not work when you are um, facilitating a dispersed network of people. It just doesn't work. You need to know your own values. You need to know your preferences, your strengths, your weaknesses, aspects of your identity, all sorts of things that are really helpful um, that the book goes into a little bit more. The next level out um, is is when you um, so we've looked at the core, the center, of all these concentric circles, the next circle out is focused on others. So the people that you're, you're going to work with or that you are working with, what about them? What are their preferences? What are their values? What are aspects of their identity? What are their strengths and their weaknesses? And how can you build this group of people together to work together effectively? Then the next the next step going out beyond there. Um, is is that's where technology jumps in. Um, and yeah, there we are. So yeah, um, you can see we've got technology. Yeah at that level. So what I want to try and stop people doing is think about technology as the utmost thing. It's the absolute core. It's not. It's how you get things done. It's like electricity in a house. So yes, we do need to be able to work with technology. We do need to be able to run really effective virtual meetings, whether that's fully remote, which in some ways is easier than hybrid. Yeah. Because there you've got the lack of a level playing field and, and there's there's all sorts of challenges. I mean, you can get around it, but you need to think about it carefully. There's a whole chapter in the book. About, it's harder to, it's harder, harder to plan those meetings than, as you say, one or the other, because you've you, that 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 engagement yeah. of other people when yeah. they're remote or when they're in an office, and it, and it and it can depending on where the, I suppose the the primary group is is where the um, that's where 
that group can kind of take over if you like can't they yeah so you need to be really careful and again it's around facilitation so mm -hmm. if you're the project manager with this group you'll want to facilitate the room you'll want to plan it carefully you want yeah. to make sure if you have hybrid you want to make sure that everyone can be seen and heard just as easily as everybody else that you have physical reminders of people who in the room um the people who are away and if you have lots of different rooms and some people present and some uh, um, in person and some people um, connecting remotely, you can do a lot of work in small groups, have the people in the room working together in small groups, have people who are joining yeah. remotely working in breakout rooms and have people who are joining from other physical locations to work as small groups as well. So that's quite a nice way to make it make it work but it's this whole thing about leveling the playing field and mm. that takes quite a lot of doing the other thing i noticed and that's the other thing at this level and i noticed when suddenly the pandemic hit is that people went to working almost all day eight till eight you know on one one yeah. meeting to another you know perpetual zoom calls or teams calls or whatever yeah. which is completely nuts and we need to get good at working as appropriate meetings when it makes sense which is not nearly as much as most people do and then working asynchronously so working at times to suit ourselves on our own but working in sync with with uh, working with others but we don't all have to be present in front of a camera at the same time this also means that virtual whether fully remote or hybrid disconnects um working time you know, we used to have to be in the office from nine till five when yeah. I started work many years ago. I'm sure it's expanded now, from, you know, more like 8.30 to six or, or longer. Yeah. Um, but actually, if you're working remotely or in a hybrid way and you work far better earlier in the morning and late at night, perhaps this allows flexibility for you to do your best work. And if we're focusing on outputs rather than inputs, which you should be, then hmm, that's important too. Yeah, I think that inputs outputs thing is it. And, and I've seen, uh, I was reading something the other day about the four day week um, that is, is very much getting focused at the moment and around, uh, and the fact that if we are focusing on product, products produced, productivity mm -hmm. of our organization, rather than as you say, hours sat twiddling your thumbs playing Minesweeper as, as would be the, the kind of scenario. And, and I think that the thing that disappointed me was where it sort of, kind of talked about shift work and it said yeah shift work would move from 10 hours and i'm like again you i suppose depending on the type of jobs there are but again yeah, yeah. if you're talking yeah. shift work um yeah. it, it's it, if you, you're talking inputs again but maybe that's the time is the output yeah. as well sometimes yeah, yeah. isn't it but I, I think you're right moving to get the job mm -hmm. done and do it when you need to do yeah, it and, and yeah, I, yeah. an example this morning I was there was something I wanted to do part way through today um mm. I started earlier this morning I had some finance prep to do for a finance mm. meeting so I did that prep for an hour this morning so mm. that I had that flexibility later on mm. to do some so I blocked out my diary I think blocking out diaries and and respecting mm. other people's blocked out diaries is something that that is yeah. key in this in scenario Absolutely. nowadays and, and mm. not and sometimes isn't that common. <laughs>
your app and then you'll be able to uh, have it downloaded straight away um, in which case that's it let's uh, speak to you next time If you enjoyed the show, um, it would be brilliant if you uh, would like to support it. A number of ways you can do that. Number one is sharing it with your friends and colleagues. Uh, More people who hear about it, more people uh, get to uh, get the experience from my fantastic guests. If you want to go a bit more than that, you could jump onto wherever you listen to this and give me a review. Five stars would be lovely. Uh, And if you want to look at throwing some cash towards me, there are a number of ways you can do that. You can pop along to the Patreon slash Sunday Lunch PM uh, there, or you could grab one of the books that I've published over the years, and uh, obviously get a little bit of cash from those. On the website under the shop, there under sorry, yeah, under the shop, I've got links to all of my guests' previous guest books, and Andy and Joel's is on there. And if you jump along to there, you can. Uh, buy a copy of their books and I get a little kickback from that too and obviously with our new headline sponsor of Tamplo popping along signing up and if you end up using it I will get a kickback there as well so uh, finally obviously as I say every time uh, the most important thing though is come back next time I'll speak to you soon cheers Well, it's goodbye from me, Nigel Creaser, and it's goodbye from him, the Sunday Lunch PM. Goodbye.